Hey guys, it's Chris. So today we're going to talk about something that I think is really important for a lot of people to know, and that is kind of reducing your social media presence. And that's something that has come about quite a bit lately. And I'll tell you what I have personally done, um, that I've kind of made the change um, into a lesser exposure um, of a social media presence, but I can tell you not as far as my business is concerned, but personally. And I think it's something that, um, if you know, if you've ever thought about making that change, let me see if I can kind of give you a little bit of a, an idea on how to properly do it. So, you know, I personally, for years, you know, ever really ever since the beginnings of social media really kind of came into play with MySpace, um, I was using it. Uh, more so for the factor of my brand, which is Cash Hunt for our scavenger hunt games now. And, um, you know, via promotion, via goings-on, news, the whole nine yards. Then, of course, as we all know, MySpace got shadowed, you know, in regards to Facebook and Facebook, you know, uh, Twitter, then LinkedIn and Instagram and Snapchat, and the list goes on and on. Now, I personally... Do not use Snapchat. I've, you know, I've checked it out. You know, it's just not for us in regards to what we're trying to do. But I do use Twitter. I do use uh, Instagram, Facebook, and LinkedIn. You know, and each one has its own entities. And you might have heard this from me years ago uh, in regards to each one has its demographic. You know, Instagram is more visual. Uh, Facebook, I think, is a little bit more personal. Uh, LinkedIn is professional. And Twitter is informational. So each one has its own category. The key thing about it is, you know, if you're using it for business uh, purposes in regards to promotion, you know, kind of like in the know type of thing to your clients, your customers, or your potential clients or customers, you should be using all four and using um, it on all levels. The only thing I might put an asterisk next to is Facebook. Now, I don't know if you've all have done this before, but I'm sure a lot of you have. If you haven't, I suggest you do it. And that is take a look at your uh, your friends list. And when you look at it, really look at it and see if you find names that you clearly do not recognize. If you if there are names that you do not recognize, that right there should be a red flag. Period. End of story. You should get rid of them. Because the reason for that is, if you are not familiar with that name, then why in the world are they looking at your photographs, your posts, any of that? That's red flag number one. The key thing about it on the other level of it, I want you to look at that friends list and then I want you to see out of all those friends, who have you talked to physically, verbally over the phone, or even had emailed one another. Now, I'm going to say that if you have, let's say... 400 friends, 600 friends, 2,000 friends. I'm thinking, I think it's going to be kind of safe for me to say that 
you haven't really talked to a lot of those people, not in weeks or months, years, maybe a couple decades. Red flag number two. Those people would have to go away too. The factor of it is, again, if you're a family, if you're a dad or your mom or whatever you are and you have kids, they should not be looking at that stuff either. So this is, you know, and, and I'm, I'm not going to keep on prolonging it, but I think you guys get the idea of what I'm talking about. Once you take that stuff out, right, to no offense of those people, it's just that you are um, keeping your privacy private. Now, the interesting thing about that is this. A lot of us that have graduated high school, uh, the, for most cases, uh, people have put class pages up where a lot of the people that you graduated with are in that group page. And you might have another group page for maybe an organization, maybe for your work, whatever the case might be. So you have those people in those group pages. If you needed to communicate to them, you could via that group page because most likely you're a member of it. So those are the people that you normally do not communicate with for the most part, you know. So that's where you can communicate. Let's say there's a reunion coming about or, you know, let's say uh, something related to your work. If you're an entrepreneur, you want to talk about your business, you obviously have a page for that. So you can really uh, separate everything into their own little groups. Now, back to your personal group. What you should be doing at that particular point is looking at that friends list and clearly say that all right, yeah, these people are family members, these people are close friends, very close colleagues, whatever the case might be, that I talk to or communicate with, if not on a daily, but maybe monthly, or maybe, you know, even if you communicate with them once or twice a year, that still counts. You'll be surprised on two things. One would be that um, it's tight. You're, you're, if you have like 600 friends, you probably will bring it down to about 100, maybe even lower, or maybe tipping over 100. And here's the most interesting part. You probably will find yourself that you are not posting as much. If you're a big poster on Facebook, well, in that case, you're going to find yourself, you're not posting as much. Now you're going to say, why? The reason why is because you communicate with the majority of the people on your friends list. Isn't that wacky? So the interesting part of, uh, of, of Facebook or in this type of form of social media is if you were posting a lot in the past, prior to doing that exercise, who are you posting to? You'll be surprised if you answer that question. Well, you might say, well, I'm posting friends and family. Yes, but you're also posting to about 80% of the people that you normally do not communicate with, you know, in a daily basis, a monthly basis, or a yearly basis, or like I said, a couple decades. Interesting. Keep your stuff private. And do not associate your personal life with your business or what have you. Again, keep everything separate. Hit those privacy settings very high, you know, uh, in regards to your profile. And 
by doing that, there's no need people that you don't know to be looking at pictures of your kids or whatever. It's just something that came about across my desk uh, not too long ago, and I took the initiative to make that change. And I think it's one of the best things we ever did. Because the key thing is is that, hey, there was a time there was no Instagram or Facebook or social media, to say the least. The key thing about it is we had to communicate by using a payphone or a phone, prior to even smartphones, right? So there's no reason that anyone should be looking through the window of your house as they should not be looking at your profile as well. So I just wanted to say that. In a business sense, though, use all mediums, but under the profile of the business you know and that type of stuff professionally speaking you know as an individual and you want to talk about your business or your organization that can be you know placed onto a linkedin and all that so definitely be wise on your social media platforms and your presence so just want to throw my two cents in there guys hopefully you guys are enjoying these podcasts as much as i love putting them on again if you ever want to learn about our scavenger hunts Definitely go on to Cash Hunt, C-A-S-H-U-N-T. That's one H in CashHunt.com. Or even visit our blog, Rebel Cash Hunter. Thank you so much, guys, and have a great day.